0: You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Biogen will announce that Spinraza, a first-of-its-kind medicine, is the first medicine funded by Pharmac for spinal muscular atrophy, the number one cause of genetic death in Kiwi children under two. SMA is a rare genetic disease that can have a devastating and life-changing impact. In its severe forms, SMA can cause uh, paralysis, uh, and difficulty with the most basic functions of life like breathing and swallowing with babies and children possibly unable to hit major motor milestones such as rolling sitting crawling standing or even walking i spoke to fiona Tolik, a long-term campaigner and advocate for sma as well as a trustee of patient voice aotearoa about how significant this is here she is now
1: well, I mean, it's great news. Um, I, I wish it had have come years ago. Um, we were on an even playing field with Australia back in 2018 when the uh, both countries had an application to fund it and Australia funded it and children had access that same year. Um, and it was amazing news back then. I, I think... It's, it's exhausting to think of what we went through just to just to save our kids here um, and that's and that's what it is that's why it's so significant. It is a life-saving and changing medicine um, and one that we should never really have had to fight so hard to get because it does save lives um, in New Zealand the average age of death, is 13 months old for type 1s, which 50% of all kids born with SMA are type one. So it's a very serious um, and devastating disease. So um, there is a strong sense of relief that finally um, our kids have an option.
0: Now, you yourself are obviously very, very familiar with the impact that SMA has on children. Mm. For those who may not be aware what SMA is... Could you just give us an understanding of how severe it is and how it impacts children?
1: Sure. So it's often labelled uh, baby motor neuron disease because that, that's essentially what it is. It is a motor neuron disease. So with this, um, the, the children's muscles are perfectly healthy, but the messages stop being sent through. So what happens is in most severe cases, um, babies lose the ability to move their arms, to move their legs, and type 1s, they'll never sit they'll never hold their head up and ultimately breathing and swallowing is impacted, which is is when they uh, pass away. Um, in type twos, um, they, will nev- uh, they will never stand or walk. Um, and in type threes they'll walk, but um, because it's a progressive disease, um, the body deteriorates. So everything, every milestone essentially that they, they reach slowly or fast, uh, gets taken away from them. So in the time since the application went through, um, children have had feeding tubes inserted. They've lost the ability to walk. They've lost the ability to roll. They've lost the ability to crawl. Um, some have had spinal rods inserted into their into their backs to stop their spine from collapsing because of the weakness in the muscles around the spine. So it's 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 incredibly cruel um, because cognitively these children are very sharp and very aware and and they know what's happening to their body and they know what what the future holds, which which is incredibly scary when you consider that that could be stopped.
0: Now in the past, what has been the situation with treatment for SMA? Have children or anyone really dealing with SMA been able to get sufficient treatment for this disease?
1: There there has been nothing available. So internationally, there are three treatments available. So there is Spinraza, which was the first to come to, to market in 2016. Uh, there has been an oral therapy um, which was more recently available and now there's also a gene therapy so to give it a bit of context in New Zealand there was nothing and in Australia there were all three options so 25% of the kids um, that, that um, are in the New Zealand uh, population with SMA they are actually living as medical refugees in different countries and many of them um, their families took them across to the likes of Australia um, in the mid- middle of the global pandemic so they lost connection with their family and they lost that support network and it was an incredibly sad yet brave uh, call for those who were in a position where they could financially actually make that move um, to start a new life and and away from their family and friends.
0: Spinraza is the first of its kind medicine. Could you tell me a bit about this?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so essentially, um, what it what it does is it allows uh, the body to continue to produce the protein that it needs to ensure that the nerves don't don't die. So, what's unique about um, SMA, as I suppose, is that we have um, we're, we're missing a gene the smn1 gene but there's a backup copy of that gene which is the smn2 so it produces protein but just not as much and not as good a quality so essentially it's a targeted therapy to bolster that backup gene to to make it as strong as possible to stop stop the deterioration um, in those that have SMAs. but it's remarkable um, and um, you know it, it's fantastic that through modern science and incredible research they were able to pinpoint exactly what is going on for those that have SMA.
0: And obviously this this announcement comes with various other additional funding announcements from Pharmac. Sorry, Mm -hmm. men and John Cockle, B vaccine, uh, Bexero, uh, Trikafta obviously receiving funding. Is this all very, very like a long time coming almost for all these different medicines to finally get the, the funding that they need?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the cancer treatment that was announced um, yesterday as well, I mean, that's old. I mean, that, that is on the World Health Organization's essential medicines list for both capsule and infusion. Now, we funded it for infusion, but not the capsule form. That has been sitting on Pharmac's list for 15 years, to my understanding. Now, that's a really long time. And when you do think about, um, you know, these announcements, yes, it's it's great, but the challenge is that there's still 73 medicines that are sitting on that wait list. And when you think about the the level of begging, the amount of advocacy, uh the patients that are exposing themselves, you know, so vulnerably um to, to, to try and get access for them and their community, it's it's a real tragedy that we're having to do this in New Zealand when ultimately if we actually just funded these medicines, it would take so much pressure off the health system. It would take so much pressure from off the social welfare system because you would actually keep people well and out of hospital and contributing to the economy as opposed to spending more to keep them sick. So it's a little bit backwards in that we don't Calculate the value of the medicine when you look at the wider perspective because we don't look at indirect costs. Now, that's a little bit um, you know, hard to sort of get your head around, but essentially the Ministry of Transport is a, is a great example. They value a life at 20 times more than what Pharmac does because they take into consideration all of those additional costs that Farm Act don't when they look at the value of something. So that's why, um, and I'm sure there's plenty of complaints around the, the quality of our roads, but that's why they would make decisions around um, the upkeep of roads, where to put um, traffic lights, where to put extra signs, all of that stuff, because they know that that would save lives and save injury and save harm. Um, so they do calculate all the costs of not doing something. So that's what we really need to focus on from a Farm Act perspective. They need to follow Treasury guidelines Um, which they don't, um, and they need to calculate the true value of a medicine. So it actually makes more sense to New Zealanders. Our tax will be much better spent in keeping people well out of the hospital system and off the benefit because they'll be contributing well members of society for longer.
0: Is there any resources people can use or go to so they can learn more about SMA?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, I, I run the SMA page on Facebook, which is SMA-NZ. They can go via um, Muscular Dystrophy Association of New Zealand is, is the official uh, charity that covers, um, I think, around 70 different um, conditions. Um, and if they are someone that is impacted um, by SMA uh, directly themselves, then um, absolutely their neurologist would be somebody who would be able to give them access to information. But if they're interested in knowing a little bit more about our journey and, and what we've done, um, then certainly the SMA NZ page on Facebook, we would welcome them to It's an open community there.
0: That was Fiona Tolik, a long-term campaigner and advocate for SMA, as well as a trustee of Patient Voice Aotearoa, speaking about Spinraza being funded by Pharmac. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.